0: Welcome to the Growth Exponential Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Yanni Curry, who is the founder of Next Step, which provides progressive, cutting-edge, and affordable rehab and fitness services for those living with paralysis in many cities across the country. Yanni, welcome to the Growth Exponential Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's, uh, It's really an honor and pleasure. I mean, and doing research on you, I've, I was really impressed by th- your story and the impact that it's had on the public and also on the lives of so many that are served by you. I'm curious, could you could you kind of tell us your backstory and, and what's led you to where you are today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I was, uh, prior to um, my injury, I was the uh, North American director for a media company in Santa Monica. And um, so living the, uh, you know, living the dream life, I just bought a house by the beach in Hermosa and I had a wonderful girlfriend and, you know, great friends and family. And every life was going just as, uh, you know, I'd hoped. And uh, then one day I was playing beach volleyball on Manhattan Beach. And I just in between games, I ran into the ocean for a swim to cool off and I dove into a wave and, I hit a sandbar and I was instantly paralyzed um, from the neck down. I fractured my C five and six vertebrae, and uh, but I was very lucky. I flipped onto my back and I was able to breathe. Um, and then an off-duty EMT, luckily, saw me floating out there and uh, pulled me to safety. And then I was whisked away by the uh, lifeguards uh, to the uh, to the hospital. And you know, soon after, uh, you know, I heard the news. That I'd you know broken my neck, and you know soon after that the doctors came in and told me that I had no hope for recovery and you know, I'd never walk again. So obviously it's a very traumatic, um, kind of life altering experience, and you quite don't know how to deal with it. Um, and I spent two months in ICU and uh, I coded a couple of times. It's a very you know stressful situation for both myself and my girlfriend and my family, and you know you don't really know how to handle that type of situation. Um, but long story short, um, after, you know, it's getting healthier and ICU and I was able to get out of there, we had to figure out where I was going to do my rehab. And, uh, very soon we came to find out that there's no progressive rehab hospitals anywhere in the state of California. Um, and that was kind of the first eye opening and shocking situation. How is that possible that we live in the seventh largest economy in the world and, there's not a single progressive rehab center in the entire state. Um, but fortunately, through uh, one of my friends at Georgetown, we got introduced to a doctor by the name of Susan Harkema. And she was at Fraser Rehab in Louisville, Kentucky. And she's the one who worked with Christopher Reeve um, when he got injured. And she's the preeminent um, spinal cord researcher and rehab specialist in the world. Um, so it's very fortunate to get an introduction to her and I was accepted into her program in Louisville. And I saw amazing results while I was there at Fraser Rehab, and I had access to all the best therapy in the world. Um, And so while I was there, um, I realized, you know, there's so many people in the hospital that didn't have access to the same rehab that I did um, because their insurance didn't cover it. And that's kind of when I started, you know, understanding there's a lot of issues that people with paralysis are facing going through the healthcare system. And then I also realized that I knew that once I left Frazier and wanted to be back home to California, I wasn't going to have access to anything, um, you know, for the rest of my life. So what was I going to do to stay healthy and recover once my insurance ended? And so kind of that's where the idea for Next Step um, started is, why don't we take what they offer at the best hospital-based rehab center out of the hospital and put it into a community setting. So when you get kicked out of the hospital and your insurance coverage ends, you can still have access to the best therapy for your entire life. And uh, so about a few months into my stay at Frazier, we decided to start um, Next Step, which is a nonprofit organization. And we created the first facility of its type in the world. And you know, the sad thing is right now in the U.S., insurance coverage on average ends after 31 days. So, you have a spinal cord injury, a stroke, a brain injury, or whatever it may be. You get 31 days of a hospital based rehab, and then you're sent home and you don't have access to anything for the rest of your life. And when you don't have access to rehab and fitness, um, think about it as an able bodied person. We all understand, you know, you understand what the, how important, you know, fitness is and health and exercise and all of that uh, in order to maintain a healthy life. Um, imagine for somebody living in a wheelchair um how important it is to exercise and stay fit in order to be healthy so if you don't have access to that rehab and fitness it's very likely that you're going to suffer from secondary complications that can kill you um so that's really the problem that we're trying to solve is building state-of-the-art progressive rehab centers you know in your own community um so you can live a healthy happy and wonderful life
0: and you're doing you're doing this not only in the united states but you've also ventured abroad can you can you tell me a little bit about that journey
1: yeah so we have seven centers in the u.s and then this past year we expanded to uh kiev in ukraine and uh, new zealand as well so you know this problem isn't something that you know only the six million americans deal with It's it's a massive global issue and uh it's uh, something that needs to be fixed, you know, all around the world. It's, uh, it's a really, it's a scary situation for so many people. And i you know, so fortunate that I have access to, to a facility like this. So uh, I can stay healthy and we just want to provide these services for, you know, people everywhere. And the, de- the demand is so high, you could build thousands of next steps in the United States and um, all around the world. And, uh, you know, it's uh, every facility will be full.
0: Is there a waiting list for your services right now? Uh, yeah, it's great. You know, we're, we're, our facilities
1: are pretty much always full. And, you know, our goal is to get people out of them and get them living independently and um, recover as much so they don't have to come to our facilities. But, yeah, it's pretty much, they're pretty much always full. And, you know, sometimes people move and things happen in their lives that they that they leave. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, we're very, very busy.
0: <laughs> and... And I, I read that even, even keeping in mind uh the injury that you had, you're still incredibly athletic and out there. Did do you can you tell us a story about the the recent ride you had across the United States?
1: Um, yeah. So I just uh had a bunch of friends ride bikes um a couple of years ago from Denver to Los Angeles and uh to raise money for us to start a wounded service member scholarship fund and you know, right when they crossed the finish line, I could just see the smiles on their faces and hearing all their stories from that trip. I, uh, knew I had to do something, you know, so jealous that I wasn't on the road with them and I knew I had to do something similar. And, you know, before my injury, I was always a very adventurous kind of spontaneous person, but then, you know, once the injury happened, it's a lot harder to do all the things that I used to do. And, uh, um, so, but I just came up with the idea to, uh, you know, for this trip. So I decided to uh, ride my permobile chair and also this uh, bowhead, um, amazing bowhead electric trike uh, from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. Um, so I rode from the Manhattan Beach Pier to Georgetown University. Um, I left March 10th and I arrived there May 15th. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, trip of a lifetime. So we did it to, you know, raise money and for next step and raise awareness about uh you know the challenges that people with paralysis are facing and we did we partnered up with a bunch of amazing organizations and companies along the way to gave away a bunch of quality of life grants and wheelchairs and um you know all that's you know all those things and I had a lot of friends who rode bikes alongside me. So it was uh yeah it was really just the uh adventure of a lifetime.
0: What was the, what, were, what was one of the highlights from from that that time period? you know, people
1: always ask that question and there's not one specific thing I could point to. Um, You know, one amazing thing was, you know, getting off the grid and, you know, I barely looked at my emails and didn't watch a single Netflix show. And I think I opened my laptop three times on the whole trip. So really just every day, truly living in the moment. And, you know, every day, the, you know, the mission was the focus and, how do we get from point A to point B safely and, you know, really sharing that journey with my friends and really getting to enjoy it. So that, that for me was, you know, cause every day, typically I'm just, you know, working 24 uh, seven on my, you know, on next step. And, uh, you know, as we all do, we get caught up in just work, work, work mode. And uh, it's really wonderful to have kind of, you know, two months, just really, uh, you know, yeah, you know, live in the moment and really enjoy enjoy being on the road and uh, experiencing that. And every day was just you know some adventure. You know, over every you know hill and around every corner was some new challenge or some new adventure and just some you know amazing. Um, you know, it's such a beautiful country and I see it really from such a you know from you know uh, from from that unique perspective. It was just uh, every day was just so unique and incredible.
0: Oh, that's beautiful, and 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 it sounds like it was an incredibly healing experience too. As far as being able to separate from technology and each of those pieces, is and and refreshing. What what is it that what is it that that drives you every day? Like, what's your internal motivator? You know, honestly, I'd have to
1: say, just you know, I have the I have the fortunate opportunity to be able to be you know, at my facility at next step every day. And we have such an incredible staff that are, you know, we're not doing what we're doing to make millions and make money. It's, you know, that, you know, all our staff and our trainers, their passion is what drives me and seeing the impact that we're having on people's lives. And the fact that we're able to, um, help people recover and help people stay healthy and get back to living normal lives. And, um, that's, you know, that's really what motivates me is just seeing how passionate my staff members are and, you know, the difference that we're able to make. Uh, that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what motivates me. And, um, you, know, and you know, this, you know, this, my injury has really been a blessing in disguise and it's given me a true passion in life. And, you know, prior to that, I lived a life, an really amazing life and um, I was extremely happy. But I knew, even before my injury for years, I was talking with my girlfriend, now wife, Susan but I needed to do something to help others because I knew I could do something. I'd, you know, I had a big network of friends and and I knew I had the ability to make a difference. But I never got off my ass and did anything. So, you know, this injury was kind of slapped in the face, yeah. saying, "Okay, now's now's your opportunity to make an impact in this world." And so, while you know, living you with know, spinal cord injury is extremely challenging, and um, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't take this injury back because it's Definitely brought such an amazing, um, yeah, blessing to, you know, to my life.
0: And and you do so much for so many people. What are the needs of Next Steps, and, and what can people do to help help your mission? You no, know, honestly, it's uh, well, like every every nonprofit, the uh, you know fundraising
1: is our you know number one uh, ch- you know number one challenge. It's you know we subsidize insurance doesn't cover the services that we offer and that's a goal of ours to get insurance companies to understand that they need to cover these services because not only are they going to help mil- millions of people the, the insurance companies are going to save billions because we're keeping people out of the hospital people have to use less medication They have to have let, you know go to the doctors um less frequently and uh so it just makes sense for them um To support uh, facilities like ours. So, you know, helping spread awareness about what we're doing and the importance um, of what we're doing and getting insurance companies to open their eyes is really important. And um, also, just, you know, prior to my injury, I didn't realize that this problem existed in the healthcare system. I didn't realize that people with paralysis and other disabilities get so little um, rehabilitation. Before being sent home. And uh, it's a major, major issue. And, uh, you know, if you only had access to these services, you can live a wonderful life. You can get back to work and start a family and go back to school and do all those things. Um, but you do, you do need access to these types of services. So just helping get the word out there. And um, but like every nonprofit, we can use support in so many ways, whether it's uh, supporting with uh, marketing and PR and, you know, Design work and all those things. So there's a lot of ways that we can, you know, you can use help.
0: Well, you can uh, you can count me in to to be very happy to help, and I'm sure there's other folks that would be very interested in helping advance your mission as well. I want to thank you tremendously for being here today for sharing your story for the difference that you make. And I want to wish you tremendous success in all of your worthy endeavors. Uh, And thank you for being here. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Growth Exponential Podcast. If you know a nonprofit professional that I should interview, email me at bradley at org.